What's up, profitable public speaking listeners? Mark Bird, the podcasting coach here, helping people launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And for public speaking, a lot of it is internal. Uh, there's doubts that can pop up when we're not getting gigs right away. And we have the opposite, where if you do have that gig, you do have momentum. And there are people who they can start from scratch, not have any gigs, but have that positive mindset. So while we do cover a lot of strategy and how-to for getting on stages, having a profitable uh, experience, and being able to really make it as a public speaker, a lot of it is an internal game. So that's why in this episode, we have a special guest who's going to share with us how you can master the inner game of being the best possible version of yourself, which will really help you excel as a public speaker. So the guest we're interviewing today, he is an intentional self-creation coach with over 10 years of experience working with private coaching clients, and he helps his clients achieve their personal growth, self-improvement, and avocational goals. A large and vital part of his work is helping them find breakthroughs from their mindset limitations, and when they struggle with negative self-talk, self-image, or self-sabotage, he comes in and helps them remap faulty mindsets, habits, and negative life scripts. So our guest for this episode is none other than Jim Zaborin. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Great to, to be here. Thanks for having me. Jim, I'm so happy to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. And I really feel like that inner mindset, that inner game is something that uh, it's important regardless of what you're trying to do, especially for public speakers, where uh, it can be tough in the beginning to get on some of those bigger stages. Uh, so definitely a lot to talk about there. Uh, but I know that none of us are perfect when it comes to the inner game, especially since we're hardwired on uh, like not having a best case scenario. Like that's like the hardwiring, but we have to get over that. So uh, can you share a little bit of us, your experience? Like did you have to like overcome a few things and with your mindset, did you have a strong mindset from the beginning? Uh, can you talk a little bit on that? I sure can, Mark. Yeah, I have lots of experience of overcoming mindsets. Uh, I, uh, uh, oh, I've been working on this probably 30 years. Uh, it wasn't until uh, maybe the last 15 that I really started catching on where I need to, to really attack things. Um, yeah, it makes sense that if we want outcomes in life, we take actions. And of course, those actions then you know, come from our decisions, and our decisions come from our attitudes. And our attitudes come to our feelings. Well, our feelings comes from the way we think about things, the way our, our beliefs about things. And that's all really in the mind. It's all mindset. And what I've discovered is a lot of what we believe is really just not true. And I don't know that it's um, – I think what's hardwired is our ability to map our experience of reality. But the trick is we do it when we're little kids, even probably even before we come out of the womb. But for sure, after we come out of the womb, we start mapping out our experience and we put together associations with everything that we start to categorize. And a lot of times those associations are bad because they were bad for us at that time. But later on, uh, as adults, we act on those things, those associations that we mapped out at a very young age. So they're hardwired in, in a sense that they're there from early on, but they're really, they're really software. And, and all you really have to do is go back in and, and, uh, and change that software, change the tapes that are running, uh, change those associations. And uh, uh, really amazing things can happen very quick. 
Um, and really, everything we do is, is really based on mindsets. And for public speakers, uh, you, you mentioned uh, gigs, getting gigs. You're going to have mindset problems there, potentially. Uh, when, you're, when you get a gig, it, maybe that's even worse because now you've got even, you're even more fearful <laughs> and you've got all kinds of mindset, mindset uh, angles to work there. So from beginning to end, in, in whatever somebody does, um, there are people who are going to have positive associations because they came from a certain background, and those it'll or they'll be nat, just kind of naturals at it, and it'll work well for them. There's going to be other people, and very often it's many others who intentionally decide to pursue a goal, and so they start to try to improve themselves or, or uh, enter into some kind of personal growth uh, endeavor, and. In doing that, they find that it's a great struggle, and, and um, they, they find that they start self-sabotaging. They find that there's negative self-talk, that there's tapes running in their head. And uh, for them, it's not easy. It's very difficult. But uh, that's only because they have, they have negative mindsets, negative tapes running in their background, negative self-talk that really frustrates them. And uh, Mark, I, I, I had a ton of them as a kid. I, I remember I was a stockbroker in Chicago um, 25, 30 years, about 30 years ago, and uh, just starting out, and uh, uh, boy, I tell you, I had, a, I had a cold call people out of phone books, and all oh, the, the negative self-talk, and at that time, I said, there, there's, how, why am I saying these things to him? I said, we're, we're, Mark, we're our own worst enemy a lot of times. We talk to ourselves sometimes the way we wouldn't even dream of talking to, <laughs> to a friend, and uh, that's where I really started getting an inkling, and then I said, well, you know, I heard some of these things that I'm telling myself I've heard you know, people told me, and, and that was my first inkling, but I really took me many years after that to really figure out, you know, that's, those are really just tapes that, that are running in my head, and uh, it's, it's easy to replace them. Sometimes it's hard to figure out what tape needs to be replaced, uh, but uh, it's easy to replace them once, once you know what it is you're trying to replace, and uh, oftentimes you don't need to know the exact reason why something is as much as uh, you just need to look, uh, look at the effect and then look at the outcome you want and then just program in something new to replace whatever it is. So there's various ways to approach it. And it's interesting you mentioned that there are certain things that could have happened to us really early that have a big impact on us many years later, whether it was just an instance where uh, you were penalized for standing out for some reason or standing out was bad in a certain scenario at a young age, just in one scenario. And you think that's like, it's bad to stand out in life and that could hurt with public speaking. So I mean, that's just one example that I feel like with rejection, with fear of failure, with anxiety on the stage, I think you could trace a lot of that to things that have happened in the past. Uh, how do you suggest we find those memories, like retrace our steps and then replace them, create different loops in our mind to uh, counter the negative parts? That is a great question. And uh, that's kind of the key to it all. Um, you're absolutely right. These things all come from uh, experiences that, that most of them which happen very early or they're, they're experiences we've experienced ourselves or we observe somebody else's experience uh, and, and it, it, it affects us so badly it almost becomes a phobia. And in fact, that's what a phobia is. We become so deeply afraid. Of, we, we blow it way out of proportion and then even the thought of it causes us to become afraid. Um, that is all... Um, these are all experiences we have, and really, that's all. It's all in our subconscious. Um, about twelve percent of our thinking is conscience, conscious. That's the intentional part. That's the part of us that says, "Yeah, I want to be a public speaker." But then the other eighty-eight percent, the subconscious, 
its goal is, it seems like it might be our enemy, but it's really actually us and it's really actually our friend. And it's, its goal is to keep us alive for, for one more moment. And when we are thinking about doing something different, uh, the subconscious is saying, well, I might, I might be miserable, but I'm, I'm, I haven't killed myself by doing that. So I'm not going to do that. So you're not going to do that. So it's really a self-protection type thing. And it has associations that tell if, if it's known or unknown. If it's unknown, we're, we, we are, the, the subconscious is, it does not want to do it because it doesn't know the outcome. Um, if it's a known but it has a bad association, it leads us to the fears or it leads us to, uh, well, our basic uh, primal instincts are, are, are to run or to fight or to freeze. And for some people, they'll, they'll face their fear, they'll get in the fight, but then they'll freeze. Others will get in there and fight, and, and not, not in a violent way, but they'll get into the game, get into the public speaking game, they'll get up on stage. And that adrenaline dump, th- th- right off the beginning, gives them that edge, that extra energy, that extra power that really makes their speech shine. Others, they interpret that adrenaline dump as fear, and then they become afraid. And uh, then they either want to run or they freeze, but they're really misinterpreting. Um, so to answer your question, then where we really have to attack it is at the subconscious level. Our subconscious is trying to protect us. So to track back, it's, it's, it's almost impossible uh, because our subconscious doesn't want us to know that because it, it, doesn't, it wants to keep us doing what we're doing because we learn that we can continue doing that and at least we'll stay alive. And so that's why I, that's why I go by the intentional self-creation. Mark, we are, we are self-creators from the day we're born and we're, we're creating ourselves. Ourselves is just our collection of our beliefs and our experiences, our associations uh, to things that we know. And um, the problem for us, when we start becoming more intentional in life, when we, we, we become adults, uh, our conscious, a, a lot of the, uh, um, our beliefs and ourself is already formed uh, based on uh, um, uh, based on happenstance, by circumstance, and by misinterpretations of, of things. We interpret them as a child because we experience them as a child, uh, and it doesn't make any sense. So um, I, I don't really track back uh, on these things, although sometimes that is helpful to know. But the way I go for it is I know where the problem is. The problem is in the subconscious. I know where it came from. It's, it's from an experience, and it's an unknown experience, or it's, it's an experience that has a very bad association, as you, as you pointed out. Uh, it's, you, you know, I, I thought it was really good what you pointed out, the um, uh, people being punished for standing out. But it could be, that's a great one. Another one is just simply going up to the board and answering, you know, uh, two plus two, and then you put down five, and then everybody's laughing and pointing at you. And we're, we're social creatures. And when all, all of the eyes of our fellow human beings are on us. We feel very different. Uh, we're very focused on, on that fact than when we are alone by ourselves. And so that puts us in the heightened state of receptivity to what's going on. So we're up there. We're feeling the pressure of everybody up there. And then all of a sudden, everybody's ridiculing us or laughing at us, and we're embarrassed. And we, we get this negative association. And the subconscious says, we're never doing that again. And, and, you know, so that may be a decision made when you didn't know what two plus two that, that was for, and you were just learning and we all learn. Uh, and so, you know, these are, that's where the problem is. It's in the subconscious. And I don't really need to know what it was that put it there. And the subconscious is going to try to hide it anyway, if it really, really feels strongly, it doesn't want you to do it. 
uh, it's not good. It's going to hide it. In fact, it'll point out different things. It'll say, oh, well, maybe it's from that, or maybe it's from that. Check that one out. Or, oh, hey, over there, I think it might be that. Always hiding, sitting on the box, and in the box is the, the real reason. And it's not really necessary to know what the reason. Here's, here's how I approach it. Um, I look at the what I look at how I'm feeling or I look at if sometimes it's a, it's a reaction. Okay. Am I feeling fear? Am I feeling um, uh, panic? Am I feeling excitement? Am I feeling a dread? Uh, or what am I thinking? What tapes running through my head? Whose voice am I hearing? Am I hearing uh, my mother's voice? Am I hearing my father's voice? Am I hearing my, my, friend from uh, first grade's voice. And uh, so I, I look for what this, what the reaction is, what the feeling is. Okay. Then once I, once I've identified that, I look for the feeling, then I look for the thinking because every feeling we have, uh, the feeling comes from the subconscious and that, 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 that the subconscious associates a thought with the feeling. So we first feel something, then we, we get a thought that connects to it. Um, so, um, like, um, oh, I, I, I walk up to the stage and I'm about to step on it and uh, I feel fear and then adrenaline happens and well, adrenaline's already been happening, but now I'm interpreting my adrenaline, not as pregame excitement. I'm, ex this is fear. Why am I afraid now? Now it's unknown. Oh, oh boy, what's going to happen? Okay. So all of a sudden it just starts building. And, um, so the emotion is fear, but I'm connecting with it. The idea that something bad is going to happen and I don't know what it is. Well, what I really need to do then is I need to take that, that uh, trigger, okay, uh, walking up to the stage and, and putting my foot up on the stage uh, that's triggering that really intense fear. And then I say, okay, well, what's actually happening here? Okay, so then I look at it. Well, what's actually happening is I, I know the venue. I, I know the audience. I prepared my speech for these people. Uh, I know that they're here to hear what I have to say. So what's really, what's really going to happen? So then I just have to reinterpret that. Uh, what I do is then I reinterpret the adrenaline as not fear, but it's excitement, which is, it's, it, adrenaline is, is you, you have to attach an emotion to it. You, you, you have to attach fear or excitement uh, or something. We're, we're feeling it. And, and so we're just in the habit, if, if our problem is stepping up to the stage causes a great amount of fear, we're in the habit of attaching uh, uh the interpretation of the adrenaline we're feeling the fear and there's a reason for it but but all i want to do now is i want to attach a new um uh i want to attach a new feeling to that trigger and then get a new thought and ha have a new outcome the outcome is i get on stage and i i use that adrenaline to to start out excited and then i lose my focus because i'm focusing on the audience see that just for example it, it, the triggers are as individual as the person they're generalized though but uh, you want to you want to find out what it is that's triggering and what's being triggered, and then you want to decide what you want to replace that with. Um, you may want to change your self talk. Uh, another thing is you may want to you may want to do what I call uh, jujitsu, uh, uh, mental jujitsu on it, um, where okay it might be negative, but what I do is I I I, I, I embrace the kernel of truth and the negative. But then I redirect it to a positive direction and let it let the momentum carry it in a different direction, the direction I want it to go into. So um, it might be like maybe my fear is, well, maybe I'm going to embarrass myself up on stage. Um, so what I want to do is, yeah, it's possible I'm a human being and human beings, you know, they slip up. Nobody's perfect. Uh, and so it's very possible uh, that, that I won't. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll laugh it off. And it, my, the audience will see that I'm human. 
See, so I've taken it, I've taken it from a negative. Oh, everybody's going to think I'm a jerk and I'm an idiot because I'm human. And I've said, no, I am human. So I'm accepting it, but I'm going to do this. So I, I may ch- uh, change my self-talk with redirect it. Um, a lot of times you, it's a matter of def- redefining your success. Um, your subconscious is, is in the habit of de- defining success in a certain way. Uh, for many of us, it's it's implied, it's implicit. What we want to do is like we, we we may, for example, interpret success as perfect, perfect, and we know we're not going to be perfect, never. And if we were perfect, the audience would probably be uncomfortable with us anyway. So we want uh, we want to have imperfections. See, so there's a mindset shift. See, uh, uh, you know, I'm accepting the fact. No, it's not going to be perfect. My audience wants me to be human because I'm trying to connect with my audience. See, so I'm, I'm just I'm just taking it and and redefining success. The success for me is not going to be in delivering a perfect presentation. The success is for me to connect with my audience. And how will I connect with my audience? Well, because uh, when I prepare for the speech, I took. I, I prepared it with them in mind and it's a gift for them. And now I'm going to, I'm going to do my speech, which is where I present my gift, see another mindset. And um, I'm, I'm going to present it as a human and, and, and because I'm being myself and authentic and presenting it, they'll accept me as a human. So see, so I, I just kind of recreate what my feeling is. You, you have to define what, what it is that, that you're really struggling with what the tape is, what the feeling is, and then you, you need to redirect it. Um, now, affecting the subconscious is, it's, um, uh, it's, it's, it's easy for children because they live in a state of what, what I call learning state. And um, uh, their, their subconscious is very much in the forefront and they're, they're absorbing things. They're, they're in things. If you see that, if they're hearing a story, their eyes are like this and their mouth jaw drops, they're absorbed in the story. What they're doing is they're actually taking it in right into their subconscious. Uh, they're absorbing it like a sponge. And then between the ages of zero and eight, we start developing a critical mind. By the time we're 12, we've got this critical mind where we're, where, where we are now being intentional about our life to some extent and we're rejecting things and our subconscious is no longer absorbing it straight in uh we are now rejecting things off and it, it holds in our mind for about a day um and then what happens is when we sleep the subconscious takes complete control and, and the, the conscious is completely out of the way and the subconscious starts to work with these things and it, it, most of it rejects uh but some of the things it, it takes in so that's a way it happens naturally um the subconscious is, is a fantastic tool. It's a great friend. Um, how do you get at it? Well, some people use hypnosis. I'm a hypnotherapist, and a lot of work I do with my clients is, is I work directly on their beliefs. And so I bring them into that learning state, which is a natural state for people. Uh, we, just that we, we don't really know we're getting into it. Uh, um, but I bring them into it, and I work directly with their beliefs. Uh, if they're having big problems, uh, sometimes it's just, uh, just a, a, a logical or logistics uh, problem. Uh, hey, I want to be a public speaker. Well, are you doing what a public speaker does? Uh, are you uh, practicing? Are you learning your skill? Are you see? So it may be just logistical. A lot of our problems are logistical, but public speaking is a skill, and we can learn that. Uh, there's a mindset for you right there. Um, and so you know, if, but if people are starting to have real problems with doing those things, they they uh, make excuses. Now, they, my key when it's a subconscious thing is when. They intend to do it, but they never do it. 
So intentionally, they've decided to do it, but for some reason, there's always an excuse why they don't do it, uh, or they're afraid to do it, and, and they, they put it off. That, that tells me that there's something subconscious going on. Um, now, you can, if it's really a big thing and you want to address it very quickly, hypnosis is a great way to go about it, but you don't need to do it that way. Um, you, can, um, uh, you can take an unknown and help your unconscious mind get to know it uh, by visualizing. A lot, a lot of people do visualization. Uh, and so you, if you visualize yourself and put yourself in, into, into a mental image of I'm, I'm before a crowd of 100 people and I'm speaking and you just kind of hear the sounds and you, you feel the feelings and you visualize yourself in it, you, what you're doing is you're creating that to happen in real life. Not, not I, I don't think like from a mystic sense, the way I understand that to work is, is that you're, it's no longer unknown to your unconscious mind because your unconscious now, your unconscious really doesn't care about reality. It, it lives, it loves symbols. It loves, it's, it's kind of like a two-year-old in its thinking. It's just like a very powerful two-year-old. It, 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 it um, really, it doesn't really care about uh, literal concrete things. It really likes symbols and it really likes uh, uh, um, uh, fantasy. It likes uh, imagination. Uh, and so it latches on to that imagining you're doing it. And by, by working through the visualization exercise of it, you're, it's actually becoming a known. And you're starting to see yourself as a public speaker. Uh, and here's another way where it works on the subconscious. Um, our subconscious is a homing device. Uh, it, it takes what it thinks we consciously want, and then it activates what's, what's called our RAS, our, our reticular activating system. And what that does, it selects things in our environment that, that we need to see to accomplish goals. Um, and what it is is whatever we're focusing on, and, and, and presumably there are goals. So if you start to focus on your goal and if you, if you start to really uh, impress upon your subconscious that this is actually a goal and not just a random wish thought that I want to do someday, but rather that you're really interested by, by focusing on it, by constantly focusing on it, what happens is you'll start noticing things that will, in your environment, that will bring you closer to your goal, and you'll start noticing things in your environment and your activity that are bringing you further away. And that's, so your, your, your subconscious is acting as an aiming device or a homing device on what you're focusing on. And it works against us too, because what if our focus is on, oh, I'm going to do terrible at, at, at my a public speaking event and our focus is oh I'm going to be terrible it's going to be terrible you know then then we're kind of making that happen not not in some mystical sense but because it's becoming even more scary to us in our subconscious our subconscious even less wants to do it and and we are um, focusing on not doing good so another another way to approach uh, uh, the mind game of public speaking is to concentrate on the what ifs that are positive well what if my audience loves this what if my audience collapse? What if I give a great speech? What if what I say is really to the heart of what my audience wants to hear? Uh, see, so there's another mindset for you. Just you just focus on positive what ifs. So there, there's just some strategies. Uh, there's general categories of strategies, uh, but the individual what needs to be done is really based on the person, but it's not hard. Uh, you can just kind of generally start by, by focusing on what you want as the outcome. Not what you're afraid it is, but what you want is the outcome. Start visualizing yourself performing that way. Make it a known to your subconscious. In a sense, uh, sport, people in sports do this all the time. They practice their moves, sports moves, right, by visualizing, right? Well, it works for anything you want to do. Do it for public speaking. You want to you be a successful uh, public speaker? Well, 
picture yourself, visualize yourself public speaking. What you're doing is you're, 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 you're writing your personal story, uh, the story that you're acting out yourself. You're, you're going to start acting consistent with the story you're telling yourself of who you are. And your subconscious is, is, is starting to recognize that as a known and not an unknown. And it's starting to see some positive associations to it. So um, probably uh, uh, hypnosis is probably the, the most direct and the fastest way. Uh, the way that takes a little bit, that's direct, more direct, uh, but takes a little bit longer is, is just that visualization and goal setting. And, and uh, you can use positive affirmations. Just, that's just another way of focusing on a positive. Uh, by, post, by focusing on a positive, you're, uh, you're starting to set your RAS to noticing what's going to make that happen and starting to notice what's going to make that not happen so that you can go towards what ha makes it happen or go away from what makes it not happen. And a lot of it is based on visualization, visualizing that success. And if you are someone who that you want to be a successful podcaster, you want to use that to get more speaking gigs, you want to launch, grow, make money with it. That is something I do with my coaching, markabrady.com slash strategy. You could also text the word strategy to uh, 31993, I believe it is. Uh, we'll double check that. We'll put that in the show notes. But uh, if you are interested, those are just some different ways to reach out. Uh, and one of the things that I do want to get into is uh, like, it's good to have the mindset. It's good to have that inner uh, focus, but one of the things that I think about is rejection and there are going to be some people who uh, maybe they've been rejected for a few speaking gigs and uh, Jim talked about this in detail, like, you know, the, uh, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Stuff like that. Uh, I, and then you like rewire the mind and now it's like, Oh, like I'm good enough now. But then like, let's say like five more rejection letters come in. So how can we keep the, mindset shifts that we've created for ourselves? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Mark. That's, that's a real challenge. Um, I think this goes to more of a logistics type thing. Um, see, we, we, we self-create. Um, it's more than just the subconscious. That's the, that's the root of it. That's the beginning of it. But, but from the subconscious, we then the feelings get attached to things. And from the feelings, we get attitudes then the attitudes lead to our decisions and our decisions lead to our actions. Our actions lead to our outcomes. The outcomes create an environment. And if you've been, if, if you've been taking actions, but you, you have not, still you are getting rejections, that environment is oppressive because it's all it is, is, is uh, rejections. And so if, if you're, if you're working on the mindset part and you're still in that environment, it, it is very difficult. Um, some of the logistics there would be, uh, um, well, my self-creation, I have a self-creation framework that I go by. And uh, the, the first part is that you're one person, one mind. So you have to have agreement between your subconscious and your conscious mind. Okay, we've already talked about that. Uh, the second part is we, we have to know that um, uh, the environment we're operating in. Uh, and the environment we operate in, there's really two rules there. Uh, outcomes come from actions and actions compound. And so what we're really looking for is to, to start doing actions in the direction we want to go. That, that changes ourselves. That's how we create ourselves. Uh, I, I believe as Aristotle said, we are what we, what we uh, do all the time. Uh, we, we really are creating ourselves there. Um, but then we'll, the third part is uh, knowing your why, your motivation. And humans are motivated uh, by uh, autonomy or by competence or by relevance. And so 
to answer your question, if, if uh, one thing that might take care of you is, is, is uh, to really know your why, to help carry you through that rejection, because you have to change your environment. Uh, just, I'm not talking about positive thinking, and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to ignore the negative because I'm going to be, think positive. Uh, what I'm saying is, is, is accept negative, but, but don't take that as gospel truth, but just take that as feedback. You were successful in getting feedback. The feedback was rejection. And then it's like, okay, well, what do I do? And then here I try this, I'll try that. Well, to carry you through that, you need the motivation. And so for me, um, uh, motivation comes into, into three categories, uh, autonomy or freedom. So um, I would start looking, well, why do I want to be a public speaker? What frees me up? Well, I can make more money. That would free me to, to be able to spend time with my family. Um, or uh, it would uh, make me more well-known in, in, in my field that I want to be well-known in. Okay, well, well, it will give you more freedom to talk to people because you'll have some authority that came through your public speaking. Okay, and then, or, you know, another ele element of, of our motivation is, is competence. We as humans are designed to be, to, to desire to be competent. It doesn't really matter what, just we want to be competent in something. And so it's, well, why do I want to be a competent public speaker? Well, public speaking is leadership. And um, uh, leadership is influence. And if I can influence people for the good and change their lives, that's a great thing. Okay, well, I want to be good at that, right? So just to give you one example, so I want to be good at public speaking. Okay, then that, that leads then to the relevance. Why is that relevant? Because I'm going to help people. See, so those might be just a little basket of motivation. So, so I, would then take, um, I would then take my clients and look at what are, what are your why? You know, why are you doing this? That will help to carry you through. Um, and, and then we, we, we have um, some things that go into mindsets. Uh, there, there are four, um, uh, four human capacities we inherit as human beings. Uh, a, uh, we're incredible learning machines. I mean, we, we learn an incredible amount. And so public speaking is just some, another area to learn about. And we're already good about it. If, if, if we are, uh, you know, there are, there are, there are, um, challenges that some people have physically or structurally that, that keeps them from doing things in the way a lot of other people do them, but doesn't exclude them from it. But if you've grown into adulthood and, and you, you're able to function uh, um, at really at, at, at any kind of level that's, that's um, uh, in society, uh, you, you, you've learned an incredible amount. Okay, so now you're just going to take your natural ability to learn and apply that to public speaking. Uh, you're, you are not only a learning machine, but you're a master storyteller. We, we learn in stories. We tell other stories. We tell ourselves the stories that we live by. Uh, that's where the mindsets come into play. Those mindsets are telling us stories, and we have this vision of ourselves, and then we act according to that vision. So now you're going to just start telling yourself the story that you are a public speaker, and you're getting negative feedback. And that's how public speakers in the beginning get it. That's great. That means I'm a public speaker. Uh, now I'm going to tell myself the story of I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to get better and better at this. And then, and then you start living that story. Okay. And then we are excellent problem solvers. Um, uh, that's another human capacity we have. Uh, you had to, Mark, I, I assume that you walked to your chair today. I would certainly walked to my chair today. Uh, if I didn't, if I had to crawl or if I had to wheel myself, it wouldn't make a difference. I learned how to do it and to learn how to do it was a challenge and I had to solve problems to do it. I, I remember uh, my son when he was just a little baby and couldn't even crawl yet. 
um, uh, my mother, you know, he was on a blink and my mother put a toy out of his reach to try to get him to crawl. And as he started trying to crawl and grasp for it, he started dragging the blanket and he, and then he actually started learning, well, I'll drag the blanket to me. That's how I get that thing. And he kept doing that. My mother said, oh, he's lazy. He doesn't want to do it. So no, he figured out a way that works. It wasn't the way you wanted him to figure out, but he did figure out a way. And that's the thing. You're going to figure out how to make it work. Uh, we, we, we didn't learn, we didn't stop trying to learn how to walk. We, we kept trying till we learned and we had to, we had to solve a lot of problems to do that balance problems, coordination problems, everything problem. Uh, but we, we solved those problems. And then the fourth human capacity I really draw a line uh, for people, uh, is, is we are, uh, creative agents. Uh, I, I'm looking at, um, uh, the books behind you. Okay. Those books did not exist until they existed in your mind, Mark. Okay. And you took what was in your mind and you manipulated reality, your, your surrounding, your environment, till it was created. Uh, the, the, the room you're sitting in, the, 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 it didn't just happen there. It, it was in somebody's mind before it ever was. Okay, everything that we use in society as humans uh, uh, that doesn't occur naturally is something that existed in somebody's mind and they created it. Okay, they, they manipulated the reality to make it happen. So now as a public speaker with lots of rejections, uh, I'm, I'm going to picture myself as a public speaker that uh, um, uh, has grown and is now getting excellent, uh, uh, is, is getting um, uh, accepted. And I will look at my mindset. Uh, I don't believe probably every, any public speaker is accepted 100% of the time. And so I would, I would know, well, I'm a professional public speaker. And as a professional, I'm not a fantasy public speaker. I mean, fantasy public speakers think, oh, well, I'll get booked every time. And then when they don't get booked any times, they, they, they say, okay, I'm not a public speaker. But no, I'm creating me as a public speaker. And I know public speakers the greatest ones, they weren't good when they started. They had to get experience. And they got experience. They created the experience by creating public speaking opportunities. So maybe I'll start to look for opportunity. Maybe I'll join Toastmasters. Maybe I'll look for ways to, to practice and public speak that way. Start getting some experience. So I'll start creating acceptances, but I'll do it on a realistic expectation because I'm, I'm becoming a professional public speaker. And I know that professional public speakers aren't accepted, they get rejections too. So I may look online or I may talk to somebody. I'll, I'll bet public speakers are very happy to talk to other public speakers about their experiences. Well, how often do you get rejected? What, what's, what's the correct rate? And then if I know, well, uh, a 10% acceptance rate, okay, that pile of rejections, that means I'm getting closer to the acceptance, right? So I'm, I'm going to start creating myself as that professional public speaker. So uh, that, that's my, my intentional self-creation framework, one, two, three, four. And um, uh, so if I was working with those rejections, I would just start telling myself that I am a professional public speaker. Uh, all public speakers grow. I'm, I'm a professional public speaker where I am right now. Uh, not saying I'm a great one. I am, a, I am one, and so I'm learning. And so how do I learn? Well, I make opportunities to learn. I get experience. Uh, I, I have realistic expectations. A, a fantasy public speaker, somebody who's, who's fantasizing about public speaking, they're the ones who think they're getting 100% acceptance. So the, the ones who actually have experience are know that rejection is a part of the process to getting to the acceptances. So I just start creating a, a realistic picture and a realistic story of who I am as a public speaker and then start acting. Nothing happens without action. And, and, and so I look at my motivation. 
Okay. Well, why do I want to do this? Okay. I'm getting, I got rejected again. Okay. But every public speaker gets rejected. Next one. I'm, and I'm learning. I got positive feedback, not positive in terms of what I wanted, but positive in that. Okay. Something didn't work this time. What, what was it? What do I think it is? And then maybe I get a public speaking coach. Maybe I get some outside eyes and I start learning. Okay. Well, you know, this is the way you look. You realize this. Well, no, I didn't realize that. Okay. Now we start, you get some help that way. If, if you go that route or speak in front of a mirror or speak in front of a video camera. Okay. You, 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 you can, you know, you can maybe record yourself on the telephone trying to, to book appointments and maybe you can see, Oh, well, that sounded really weak or oh, I didn't sound like I had a lot of confidence. And it's, you know, and, and so maybe you might then go, okay, well, why don't I have confidence? Well, I'm afraid that I don't really know my topic. Well, okay. So then let's just go to, um, okay. Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience at it and uh, I, I'm growing and I want to be better and I'm getting better um, uh, for the future. But today I can do the very best I can do. And on what I'm speaking about, I am the best person to talk about it. You know, because usually people are talking about some perspective they have. Okay, now if, if it's a technical thing, well, you better know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but but usually, uh, uh, you're the best person to talk about what you know. And if it's something that's technical, well, you probably wouldn't be trying to speak about it unless you knew that, right? So uh, the, the point is, um, you have to understand that you're you're the best person to talk about your perspective on whatever it is you're talking about. You just have to accept that. And, and, you know, and, and so um, just, uh, that's just a part of that mindset uh, that comes in to overcome the rejections. It's a big picture, Mark. I'm sorry. It's, it's pretty convoluted. The, the <laughs> mind is lots of, lots of roadmaps and lots of, lots of uh, branches and, and really just focus on what you want to become and tell yourself not in a, not in a negative way, but, 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 focus on it in a positive way uh, and then start aiming yourself. Your subconscious is going to help you to do it. If you've got some real blocks, start looking at, well, what's, what's occurring uh, and then, and then say, okay, well, this triggers that. So when this happens, what do I want it to trigger? And then start focusing on that. If you need help, um, some people use self hypnosis tapes. There's a lot of them on public speaking. Uh, Fantastic. I like to use self-hypnosis tapes myself. Um, if it's, if they're a little bit more general, if you have something more specific and you want a, a, a quicker solution, uh, talk to a hypnotherapist, somebody who can, who can work with you. And, and then uh, what they'll do often is they'll record the session and then you can listen to your own and, and they'll even teach you self-hypnosis to help you to relax. And that, that can be another technique and tool you can use to help to um, uh, further uh, bring bring uh, some calm and ease to your to your your jitters or your fears of public speaking. And I mean, all these different ways to reinforce your mindset. I mean, the inner game runs really deep. It's not just getting on stages, selling on stage. Like, there's a lot of inner game with the mindset. So, if you take to heart what Jim said throughout this episode, all the different insights that sprinkled, you're going to find that inner game a lot easier. And for people who are wondering, Jim, where can we find your work? Where can we learn more about you? Where are some of the places we can go? Okay. Uh, the best place, Mark, is my website. It's uh, uh, um, creativecoach.com. Um, creative Self-creation. Self excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, I, I wanted to throw in, it's an HTTPS, but I didn't think you'd probably want to hear that. But it's <laughs> HTTPS. Uh, www.selfcreationcoach.com. So the short answer to that long garbled answer was selfcreationcoach.com. 
selfcreationcoach, all one word, dot com. Well, Jim, thank you for sharing with us that resource we could use to follow your work and possibly inquire if any of us are interested in uh, working with you. Uh, regarding me with the podcasting, like how do you grow, launch, monetize, use that to get speaking gigs, uh, marketbury.com slash strategy, and the number to text the word strategy to is 31996. I said 31993 earlier, but it's 31996. I'm new to SMS marketing. That's all I got to say about that. But uh, Jim, this was a really awesome episode. Thank you so much for coming on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. Thank you, Mark. I'm a big fan of your work, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.